Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the 1871 podcast. And our special guest for this episode is Alexandra Death, who is the daughter of former Reading goalkeeper and Royals legend, Steve Death. So, hello, Alexandra. Welcome to the show, and and thank you so much for joining us. Hello, you're more than welcome. Uh, great to have you on, and we're going to be talking about your your dad, um, a proper Royals legend. But before we we speak to Alexandra, just a a heads up for you that on tomorrow's episode we will be counting down to the greatest Reading eleven from the last fifty years. And tomorrow we're going to be choosing our midfielders. So that's available from 10am tomorrow. And today, Reading can, of course, confirm their place in the championship for next season. And they probably have enough points already, as, as we know, but they will definitely be safe if they win at Hull. So come on, you ours. Uh, and Johnny, um, before we speak to Alexandria, who, who would you like to see in the starting eleven today at, at Hull? Uh, pretty much the <laughs> whoever's fit and the left left half the rest of the season. Um, you know, ideally this time same team as the last game, you know, got the draw. Um yeah, I can't really see, you know, Holmes might come back in from injury, but you know, we 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 still need to put our strongest team out to make sure we at least get a point. I don't think it's you know, any point in putting, you know experimenting with any youngsters until we are definitely safe. I know we are kind of just coming yeah. last couple of games of the season, then maybe play a few of the youngsters. Um, maybe hopefully Mate might get a bit of a run as well at some stage. Yeah. I, I mean, surely there's something to, to be said for um, the team that ended the game last time around, because obviously being 4-1 down was, you know, not very good. And um, I don't think even the Reading fans expected what, what happened next. But obviously the play uh, showed a lot of, lot of character and... Um, you know, we've got our late goal scorer, haven't we? Who's coming up bumps in the last two games? But let, let's say, but you know, let sorry, let's say, let's see. Get my words muddled up. So let's see what happens, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get the we'll get the win. Although 
even if it goes into the next game at home, then that's you know that that's a nice way to get um, secure safety, isn't it, at, at home? But I think everyone just yeah. wants it done as as soon as yeah. possible. So let's hope it's today. So look, um, now it's time to speak to our special guest and um, Alexandra's dad, Steve Death. Uh, we've chosen him as our greatest Reading keeper from the last 50 years. And, and of course, many Reading fans consider him to be the club's greatest goalkeeper of all time. So before I speak to you, Alexandra, just want to have a, a recap on Steve's career at Reading. So he joined from West Ham in 1969. He went on to make 537 appearances for Reading. And he's the club's second highest appearance maker. And he's one of only three Reading players to have made more than 500 appearances. Um, and he has the record for most player, uh, sorry, most, yeah, most player of the season awards for Reading with four. And he also won two P- PFA divisional awards. Um, he also has another record for clean sheets and, and went 1,074 minutes without conceding a goal. And he kept 26 clean sheets in the 1978-79 season as Reading won the Division 4 title. And Steve also made 156 consecutive first-team appearances, which is still a club record. Um, and he achieved all of that at five foot seven, which made him the smallest keeper in the league. And he was given a testimonial in the 1979-80 season with a crowd of more than 7,000, which at the time was a big crowd for Reading. And that was a, a Reading 11 against an England 11, which was managed by his former West Ham manager, Ron Greenwood. So, Alexandra, I hope I've got all that right. Such a pleasure to have you on as a guest to talk about your dad. Um, firstly, did you ever see your, your dad play for Reading? Uh, yes, I uh, saw him play... We lived in a flat that was owned by um, Reading Football Club on Tylos Road. So if you went down the bottom of the garden and stood on a wall, you could actually see my dad playing um, in goal on a Saturday. But like I say, it was like very normal. It was just a normal thing because obviously he started playing before I was born. I was born in 1972. So it was, you know, just a normal Saturday to run down the garden and see if your dad was in goal. Yeah. And and what about the testimonial game? Do you remember that game? Um, I can remember the testimonial programme because we had a photographer that come to the house to take pictures of uh, us as a family. And I can remember that. I can't, I didn't go to the testimonial game. I was too young, but um, I can definitely remember the photographs being taken for the testimonial programme. Yeah, I can. And a a lot of the Reading fans, um, you know, know what he was like, obviously the, the uh, the older fans who saw him saw him play, um, what he was like as a as a player, and already mentioned that he was he was five foot seven. Which um, can I, can I just say he was yeah, five foot seven and a half. Five foot seven and a half. <laughs> a half he, uh, whenever you said five foot seven, he would always go and a half. Yeah, no, that's important. <laughs> and um, what so what was he like off the field? And and you know, this is your dad, really. Um. He was a very good dad. He was um, always around, always around. He was never not there, obviously, when he was playing football. But he was always 
sort of there for us kids when we were growing up. And he was a very good father to me because I was a nightmare teenager and he sort of reined me in quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and what do you think made him such a great goalkeeper? Uh, he had no fear at all. I've, I've never seen him, I never saw him um, fear anything. And when I, I've watched, obviously I've watched games um, of him playing and he was just completely fearless, which I think you have to be to be a goalkeeper, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Dylan, do you, uh, do you want to come in now? We're obviously talking about one of the greatest players of all time at, at, at Reading. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing that... Um, now, I'm looking forward to listening to, to, to her stories because... You know, I mean, you know, my dad's still alive and he was my, probably my inspiration to be a footballer. You know, but I haven't spoke to my dad since 1995 and he's still alive. But, you know, he, he, were always, he was the one that, you know, got me introduced to football, got me into football just by playing foot, pub football, basically, with his pals and then going for a beer. I mean, when you say it was five foot seven and a half, remember they had platform shoes them, in them days? You know, so I mean, <laughs> so uh, when he took them off, they were probably four foot seven. But, uh, <laughs> everybody remember, everybody speaks to him very, very highly. So obviously, they hold all, all, all the older uh, generation. But you know, you must. You, I mean, how did how was his match preparation? I was. I mean, obviously, you're young. You're a youngster, but you know what? What was it like in them days? Is, is, is preparing for a games, going to away games. Not like these pampered football stars now where they've got a... Oh, no, no, he wasn't pampered. He wasn't... But he was very um, modest about his playing days anyway. So it wasn't... I don't think... Obviously, he saw it as his job, but he wasn't... um, I can't remember any sort of, like, routine or anything. I I can remember him coming home in his kit, in his training kit when I was younger, like... Um, in his like training shoes, I can remember all that, but there was I don't think there was anything like massively. He didn't have a routine before a game, I don't think that I can remember anyway. And what was he like as a as a as a look? But you know, you know, he's your dad. He's your dad. But I mean, what was he like? What was his personality like? You know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just reading about the history of it, and you know, when I, when I look back at the my days at Reading. When I when I read about the players that played for Reading, obviously, you no. Know, what, what was his character like? What was his personality like? You know, as a um, as he a was player? he was um quite shy. He wasn't very. He was very. He was a very shy man, but he had a very very good sense of humour. Um, he was very strict as a dad, but I needed that, so that was good for me. Um, he was very. He was. He was lovely. And I know it's my dad. You're going to say lovely things about your dad. He was a lovely man, um, but he had his priorities right. He taught me right from wrong at a very early age, which was um, good for all of us kids. But he was just just a lovely guy. He was a lovely guy. Johnny, do you, uh, do you want to come in? Yeah, I was just that was a very uh, interesting era at Reading. Did you have any of the other players coming around with your dads for parties, or or any, we had you know, I, we had players anyone? that came to the flat. I probably have met a lot of famous people that I didn't realise when I was younger. Um, I can't remember any parties at the flat, but um, my mum and dad liked to go out at weekends. We had a nanny at weekends, and they liked to go out at weekends. But I can't. I I can remember some players coming round, but 
I don't know who they are. I'm probably <laughs> missing out there because they're probably quite a lot of people that um, I would recognise. But um, yeah, he was he was shy. He was very very a very very shy man. He wasn't sort of outgoing. I would say yeah. at all. Yeah. That's a that's a bit unusual for a goalkeeper, isn't it? I mean, from obviously you were very very young when he was playing at, at Reading. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was nine when he um, finished football. So yeah, I was very young. Yeah, but but what if um, I'm sure plenty of people who saw him play have talked to you about what he was like as a goalkeeper. Um, <clears throat> what, what are some of the kind of things that you know perhaps took you aback about you know what the, the high regard that people hold your, your dad in well I didn't realize and because I was nine when he left football we, we moved to Suffolk for five years so we weren't actually in Reading and I did move back to Reading until I was 13 and because of the unusual surname people would say to me oh are you any relation to Steve Death and I would say oh yes my dad because it's my dad and a lot of people would then tell me stories. Oh, my God, your dad was amazing. He was like the best Reading goalkeeper. And nobody's dad at 13 is cool. And I, I can remember <laughs> going home and saying to my dad, I said, were you a bit of a name in Reading? And he'd be like, well, yeah, I suppose. But he wasn't like, he did never bragged about his playing days or anything. But wherever I went, whenever you said your surname, they would say, oh, you're a relation to Steve. And you'd be like, yeah, that's my dad. And you'd, I would get it all of the time. And they'd be like, oh, my God, he was, he was amazing. He was such a great goalkeeper. And I was just like, what? It was a bit strange at the time because I had no idea. Because like I say, he started playing before I was born. So it's just normal for us to see dad playing football. So it wasn't until I returned, we returned to Reading when I was 13, it all sort of clicked in and you were like, oh, okay. And even now I meet people and you say your surname and they're like, oh, are you related to Steve? You're like, oh yes, my dad. Oh my goodness. And and even now I'm sort of like, oh, okay, that's, that's, so you, I hear a lot of stories about him and a lot of things that he did. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, it, even if you never saw him, I, I don't mean you, Alexandra. I mean anyone listening that, that didn't see him play. Um, just those stats that I read out earlier on. So, you know, made second highest appearance maker, you know, four player of the season awards for a goalkeeper. Um, that is the most number of player of the season awards. Um, two PFA divisional awards. And he, he had that amazing record of 1,074 minutes without conceding a goal, um, you know, and it was it was all those statistics. And obviously the defence is going to help, but it, it just, just those statistics kind of prove how good a goalkeeper he was. And, you know, the, the kind of minimum size for a goalkeeper these days is what, I don't know, six foot three, something like yeah. that. And for him to be the, the smallest at five foot seven and a half, um, the, the smallest... <laughs> goalkeeper in in the football league it was just amazing it, that would never happen now and you you must feel you know as, as you go along and every time someone says that to you you must feel just really proud that not only is your dad but to be part of that family yeah yeah and he had a very good worth ethic he was always like and I have that now he was like if you can get up out of bed you go to work that's it that's you know no excuses you get up and you go to work, which I know he did in his career. Like, even when he was injured, I know that he played. Um, 
because that's the sort of man he was, you know, was just get on with it. And that's, I'm very like that, just, you won't just get on with it. Yeah, and, and you you mentioned um, Suffolk. Your dad was originally from Suffolk, and he, he went. Yeah, back. he was born. Yeah, he was born in Norton in Suffolk. Yes, he That's was. It. And he, he went back to Suffolk, as you said, after um, his playing career finished. But then he came back to the Reading area, and I believe yeah. he was greenkeeper at Maple Durham Golf Club. Is that right? Yeah, he was a greenkeeper there. Yeah, yeah, he loved, yeah. he loved being outside. He was a very out out outdoorsy man completely he didn't like being inside he liked being outside all the time yeah and, and I expect when he was even when he was doing that job he never dropped anything either no <laughs> I can imagine he didn't know and so, he loved golf he like he loved to play golf as well yeah yeah and and I, and I know that you you've said that Reading were, were very good to you and your family when your dad sadly passed away in 2003 and there was a minute silence at a Reading game in his his honour, and you did go to that game, didn't you? What, what do you remember? Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, from memory. I think it was three days after he passed away, and Roy Tranter and uh, Bobby Williams a bit were absolutely amazing to us as a family after um, Dad passed away, and they had a minute silence. I think it was against Huddersfield. I think I'm not sure. And um, Roy Tranter said to me at the time, he said, "Look." there may be some heckling from the Huddersfield side. So just be aware. So I was sort of like stealing myself for that, but it was the most perfect minute silence ever, which was um, amazing. It was very emotional to be perfectly honest, because it was like the respect that was there for him was um, amazing. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. And Dylan, what, what else are you thinking about that you want to? Ask Alexandra about. Do you think? I think in, in you know in in that era of football. I mean, Peter Shilton wasn't very big. David Harvey wasn't very big. Uh, Gary Sprake wasn't very big. All these, you know, uh, Alex Stepney wasn't very big. You know, and 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 they were really, really, you know, top goalkeepers. You know, and so size, you know, di- didn't matter in those days. You know, and. Uh, I just think it's it's it's. I'm honoured to be talking to his daughter. I mean, you know, I do know the a bit, a bit about his uh, dad and his his career at Reading. Um, it just it's just pleasing to to know that yes, it's an unusual surname. But you know, imagine imagine if your dad was had, had a nightmare. No disrespect. Imagine if he was Simon Shepherd when the fans used to hate Shepherd and he did not nothing wrong. But imagine if you say, oh yeah. Uh, he's my dad. Oh, he was rubbish. Him, he was used. I mean, that, that's that's a different scenario. I mean, and, and not one, no, probably not one fan or supporter of of football would have ever said that about your dad because of his uh, of, of the the keeper and the person that he were. And I think it's absolutely magnificent that we're talking to you now, Angelique. It's brilliant. But I just, I was just when when Mark said about. You know, he being a greenkeeper, I'm imagining when he puts the flags in the hole, he makes a dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and Johnny, any any other thoughts from you? Yeah, I, like goal, goal, I've been a goalie myself. Goalies are a bit odd and a bit eccentric, 
Was your, did your dad have any kind of like superstitions or any kind of routines before a game or after a game? If you'd had a bad game, what was he like? Or you know, after a good game, was he did he was he any kind of things like that with him? Uh, well, coming from Suffolk, Suffolk people are very superstitious anyway. Um, so I not personally that I know of that he ever said, but he um, I can imagine he probably did have um, things that he did like before a match to make sure that it went okay but nothing that I know of but yeah he was Suffolk born and bred and they are very superstitious people <laughs> and what do you Alexandria what do you feel now about your your dad's legacy with everything that people have, have told you and um you know obviously as as your dad and for personal reasons but also you, you know what he achieved as as a Reading player. You know what? How do you feel about that now? Um, oh yeah, I'm very proud of him. Like very proud of what he did. You don't actually. I think it's as you get older, you realise sort of what he did. It's like when um, Van der Sar broke his record, I was really upset about that. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. It was because uh, I think some. I don't know if it was Van der Sar who came close before. And he didn't break it. And I was just like, yes, dad still got the record. And then when it was broken, it was upsetting because I wanted dad to keep that. Um, and he kept it for a long time. Yeah, and he's still, get, he's still, like obviously, the, still obviously got the, the, the record for, for Reading, hasn't he? But what, what do you think, you know, all, all these accolades that, that you've heard about your dad, what do you think he would have made about that? Because some people say he's one of the greatest... Reading players of all time, and certainly a lot um, he, of people. Yeah, he was uh, like I said, he was a very modest man. So he wasn't. He never really spoke about his playing days to me much. Um, I think he was very proud of what he achieved, but he was very mm. modest. It, it was never sort of you know he would never say, "Well, I've got the record for this, and I got the record, and I got this, and I got that." He was. That's not the sort of man he was. He was. Yeah. I think he was very proud, but he's very modest at the same time. And have any other goalkeepers said anything to you about your dad and what he was like as a goalkeeper? I don't think I've met any other goalkeepers, to be honest. Okay. And what about sort of people to do with Reading, directors, former players, anything like that? What have they said to you about your dad? Um, well, I, a lot of people have sort of said he how good he was and um how brave he was to me and that he was an amazing goalkeeper for his size obviously um yeah, yeah and that he was very good at his job yeah well that's uh, that's the other thing because it was it was a job that's what he did for for a living as well but it's obviously you know so much emotion and the, the passion from the fans and for him to be recognized in at such a high level as a you know as an ex-reading player even to this day is you know fantastic it's testament to him and four player of the season awards as well and all, all that sort of thing that record of clean sheets um Dylan any other any other thoughts obviously you were a defender but you've you've had plenty of experience um playing in front of goalkeepers and any other thoughts about Steve Death? No, I say it's, it's always when you as a defender, you're always trusting your goalkeeper. So he's, he's the last line of defence, even though it's your responsibility to make sure that your goalkeeper 
dozen of uh, you know shots at him, and and for that for that record alone proves that you know he not only did he have a good back four in front of him, but he, he probably was organising that back four uh, that 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 helped him not concede. Like I said, in in those days, keepers weren't six foot plus, you know. And uh, did I hear Johnny say he was a goalkeeper because he's only four foot three, yeah. you know? So. <laughs> Uh, okay, it's, it's this is what the beauty of this podcast say is. It's about you know not the old school and the old style. It's about memories. It's about giving people the opportunity to listen to stories. And you know, like I say you know, Steve Death is. I mean, what a what a legend he, he became. You know, uh, with with not only setting records but being a goalkeeper. You know, and 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 being a as she said, five foot seven and a half inch goalkeeper, and 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 the work that they have done with the balls that they played with back in them days as well, the fields that they played in back in them days as well. You know, it's uh, it's a credit to, 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 to him and, you know, it's, it's a shame he's not here to tell his story. I mean, that would have been absolutely amazing, you know. But, you know, his legacy carries on to his family. I presume you've got grandkids, so that'll continue. And, you know, we just, we'll just keep, you know, mentioning his name in these podcasts. Uh, as much as we can, because he, you know the legend that he is, and and he's already he, he's already in our greatest Reading eleven. From we we've done it for the last fifty years, but I'm I'm sure you know there's so many Reading fans that think of him as the greatest Reading Reading player. I mean, fourth player of the season awards, and and he um, he actually played quite a few games without gloves as well. I think that was fairly common in those days, wasn't it? Is that, is that... Uh, yeah? He didn't like gloves. He didn't like playing with gloves that wasn't his thing I've seen a couple of pictures with him when he had gloves on but it wasn't something he did regularly he didn't like gloves yeah and and Johnny show us your your finger because you had an injury didn't you but you were wearing gloves let's have a look at your finger look at that yeah so John Johnny's got a oh got a finger that goes in the wrong direction basically if you can't see it he's a goalkeeper really (laughs) you might put it on social media they were wearing oven gloves, though. I mean, that, there's a difference between gloves <laughs> and oven gloves. <laughs> Even about the sick I get on your anaconda is just so unfair. <laughs> Who did you vote for the goalkeeper, Johnny? Uh, there's only one goalkeeper, isn't there? Steve, yeah. my absolute best keeper by my life. My dad used to watch him when you know when I was younger, and my brothers, and he's actually a class apart. And I think you know for a goalkeeper in that era, to do what he did. And, and still at Reading, you know, a little lot of Reading back in those days weren't a big club. I mean, it says a lot about your dad, Alexander. He's an absolute legend. Um, Alexandra, do you, do you know if your dad ever kind of, if he just thought, I want to stay loyal to Reading or if he ever had any other offers? Do, do you know any of that? Uh, no, I wouldn't have known that. Like, because obviously I was nine when he left, so I wouldn't know if he had any offers or... Anything yeah, like that. And he never he never talked about what he did, I suppose, too much to you? No, not really. No, not at all. That's why it was such a shock when I come back when I was 13 and a lot of people were telling me all these things about him. It was just like, oh, yeah. you were a bit of a face in Reading when I was younger. Um, yeah, no, he wasn't. He never boasted about his time at Reading at all. It was, I think to him, it was something that he did. And because we were always around, I suppose he just thought we 
sort of knew what he did. But yeah. obviously when you're that young, it doesn't sort of sink in because it's normal. And when, when you did come back to Reading and, and you had all these people, you know, talking about your dad in that way, was it was it a, a little bit confusing because you your dad never talked about it? Yes. And when I spoke to him about it, when I said, oh, you know, you were a really good goalkeeper, I wouldn't get much out of him because it, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose I was. Yeah, I did this and I did that. But it wasn't. He was just such a modest man. It was unbelievable. It was, I think he was proud of what he did, but it was, he was, you know, never bragged about it. He never boasted about it at all. Yeah. And uh, Johnny or, or Dylan, any anything else that, that you want to ask? Do you, are, you, are you a fan yourself, Alexandra? Do you, do you go and watch Reading yourself nowadays? Um, I've taken my, uh, my daughter's a big football fan. <laughs> I've okay. taken her to see Reading Women's at Majeski Stadium, which she as was, um, and she absolutely loved it. And I've taken her to Wembley to see England Women's um, play football, which she absolutely adored. Um, and then obviously from the making. can do that, but she's, yeah, she loves a game of football. You're a goalkeeper, do you reckon? Uh, she's a bit short. <laughs> she, she's a bit short, like, her like me and her grandfather <laughs> but she but she's got the fearlessness definitely yeah. and she's got the agility definitely brilliant maybe maybe we'll see her playing for reading women in goal one day and <laughs> you never know <laughs> dylan, <laughs> dylan how about you Any, anything else you want to say no no listen that it's, it's lovely listening to her you know like you say you know the, the these things you know back in the day were never available you know, and, and we're making it happen. We're we're getting people to come and talk to us. You know, that gives an insight. You know, and I say, what I'm looking at, looking at Angelique, looking at her face when we mention her dad's name, her cheekbones and her smile. I mean, <laughs> she, yeah, you can see the same. They're amazing, honestly. I love that. You know, and they, you, you're so proud of what your dad did, and 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 that that for me says it all. That says it all for me. <laughs> I hope I hope the people that listen to this. Will 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 love it as much as I have, and obviously Mark and uh, Johnny have. It's been fantastic. You know, it's been. I say, unfortunately, you know, you were a youngster, and you you know, your dad never spoke to you much about football. Probably just wanted to go to the pub and have a pint with the lads, and you know, <laughs> yeah, the spread just, eagle. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, the spread eagle. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we did that plenty of times. Don't worry about that. You know, and 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 talk about everything else but football. You know, so, you know, thank you. It's been absolutely a pleasure to listen to this. Oh, you're more than welcome, sir. And Alec- Alexandria, it must be, you know, great for you as well that, that now you know the full extent of, you know, how much you, your dad was admired uh, as a Reading player and, a you know, an icon and, and a legend, you know, all these years later. So that must be great for you. And also just a, a massive thank you to you for coming on and representing your dad because... You know, people that, especially those Reading fans that saw him play, um, you know, you're you're representing your dad and you're giving that insight into what he's like. A lot of people won't have known a, a, about that. And, um, yeah, just fantastic. And we're really grateful for, for you coming on. So thanks ever so much for that. Oh, no, you're welcome. Not a problem at all. All right. So, look, that's all we have time for now. But a reminder that tomorrow... Uh, we continue our countdown to choosing the greatest Reading eleven from the last 50 years. Steve Death 
already in goal for that. Uh, and tomorrow we're selecting our four midfielders from the 11. So, uh, sorry, for the 11. So that's available from 10 a.m. tomorrow. So thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 1871podcast. And all that leaves me to say is a huge thank you again to Alexandra for joining us. And come on, you ours. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.